0: Welcome back to the Spirits Guide Podcast. I am Rich, your guide to the intoxicating spirits world. And this is another edition of Tuesday Night Tasting TNT. And on this episode, I am tasting two whiskeys that the only relation that they have to each other is that they are part of the same portfolio um, under like brand ownership. But beyond that, one is an American whiskey, uh, a bourbon actually, and the other is an Irish whiskey. And what was interesting about both of these whiskeys, I I get to taste them together uh, because they're represented by the same people. And they both are kind of early odds on favorites to make my top 20 whiskeys of the year. They're both pretty, pretty fantastic bottlings. Uh, First off, I taste Clyde May's six-year, 110-proof cask-strength bourbon, uh, which is sourced from MGP, and it is fantastic. And then I taste the McConnell's Sherry Finish Irish Whiskey, which is a blend of 60% Irish single malt, 40% Irish grain whiskey. Both are amazing. The the McConnell's is quite possibly going to be a top 10 whiskey of the year. And, you know, like I state in the podcast, I'm not saying that these are the greatest whiskeys that I've tasted, but they are amongst the top ones that I've tasted this year so far. Uh, And I get a feeling that that McConnell's is still going to be kind of hanging around there in that top 10 as we come to the end of the year. So hope you guys enjoy this. Hopefully it inspires you to go out and uh, try them and buy them yourself. As always, if you like What's going on here? Uh, Go to the podcast page on Spotify. Click that follow button. Give it a five-star rating and then share it out on your social media. Let your friends know who are into the same stuff that we're into. That there's something out there for them. And kind of bring them into the fold. Uh, Follow on Facebook and Instagram where I'm posting all the time about what I'm drinking, listening to, watching, reading, all that stuff. You can message me through both of those platforms. And as always, if there's a sample that you have that you're curious as to my opinion of, if there's something that I've tried that you would like a sample of, again, if you're over 21 and you're close by and I have extra, I will do everything I can to share that sample with you. Uh, If you have an idea for a show, something you'd like to hear me talk about, or if you just wanna come hang out with me here in the studio geek out about movies, music, books, TV, whatever, drink some cool spirits. You can email me at thespiritguide89 at gmail.com. All right. Hope you guys enjoy the episode and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Cheers. So here we are, it's Tuesday night tasting, Uh, and you guys know the drill, by now it's Tuesday, you know, we used to do Monday night sample size, we were only having a little bit on a Monday, but now, now the week is underway, so, you know, we're gonna have a couple of drinks, uh, because by Tuesday you already know that the week is underway, and it's a long way back until Friday. So, what I've got tonight, you know, sometimes we're doing this as a a yay or nay, is this going to be something I'm going to bring into the store. Maybe there are two things that are connected somehow or like a mini flight. But this is these are two whiskeys that, you know, in full disclosure, I've already tasted. Uh, I've already made my decision. They are yay. They are coming into the store. They are not here yet. In fact, one of them won't even be released in the U.S., until June 1st. So you'll have to wait a little bit for that. These are early contenders. Uh, it's a little bold of a prediction, but these are early contenders to make my top 20 whiskeys of the year. One of them might make top 10. I'm not going to say that they're the two best whiskeys I'm going to taste this year, but they're pretty, pretty goddamn good. Um, And the first one that I'm going to taste is Clyde May's six-year barrel-proof. It's what they call their special reserve. So a couple of things with this, I'll give you a little story. And again, we don't do too deep of a dive on these tastings, but this does kind of require a little bit of a story. So Clyde May is an actual person. He was a bootlegger moonshiner in Alabama. Um, Clyde May as a brand has now become the official spirit of Alabama. I, I, uh, <laughs> make your own conclusions on that. And, you know, and they make some interesting products. They make their base level, their base model, what's called the Alabama style whiskey can't be called bourbon, but what they do is they actually dry hop it with apples, which was a recipe that Clyde may used, you know, a, Hundred or so years ago, maybe eighty years ago, um, and it's a really interesting whiskey. They make uh, a bourbon. Well, we'll, we'll talk about whether they make, but they bottle a bourbon um, and they bottle a rye. You know, their their whole sort of premise in in brand identity is that they're Alabama centric and it's an Alabama style whiskey. And Clyde May is an Alabama guy. Now you know, sometimes when I do these tastings, I, you know, I get sort of defensive and I'm protective of my customers and I, I like transparency. Um, you know, there's certain things that don't matter, but I feel like if you don't sort of discuss them, it, it shows you're hiding something. Um, so when I, I met with the, quote-unquote brand manager, the, the people who are pitching this to me. And by the way, one of them is a very good friend of mine. His name is Ken Murphy. Uh, he used to be my representative from Virginia Distillery, which is why I took this meeting for Clyde Mays. And so, you know, they pitch in this Alabama, Alabama, Alabama. And I said, that's that's great, but you don't make it in Alabama. It's, it's not made there it it's great that you can throw Alabama on there as a proprietary name. It's, it's amazing that you convinced the, the governor of Alabama to make this an Alabama product, but it's all MGP and let's not BS about that. Um, you know, and, and I almost took a little bit of an adversarial stance to it, but... Just because I I like the transparency and I don't like to be bullshitted when it comes to the things that I want to spend my money on or things that I'm going to ask my customers to spend their money on. Uh, So I guess what we find is, is that they're actually building a distillery in Alabama right now. The juice is coming out of MGP, which I don't really care about because MGP makes amazing, amazing whiskeys. You know, there's a reason they are what they are. Uh, But that being said, like, you know, if you see the Alabama style whiskey, it's not being made in Alabama. Does that mean it's not good? No, it's still an interesting, tasty product that's, you know, worth giving a shot to. I want to say that one's about 85 proof. Then their bourbon is like 90s. And then we get to this. Oh, by the way, they also make a rye, uh, which has a greenish style label and sort of a funny... I'm smarter than they are, kind of moment, but you know, the you know they they show me the bottle of rye, which I had seen before. It's a sort of green themed label, which makes a lot of sense. And you know, so I looked at the guy and I said, oh, ninety five five, right? And he goes, well, yeah. Signature, MGP, 95.5. So already I have decided at that point that I wasn't going to bring it in anyways. I, I knew that before we even asked that question because there's so many brands that are putting out, you know, from Bullet to George Dickel to Rebel that are all using that same Indiana-style rye that, to me, don't have. They're good, but they also don't have so much distinction between them that I feel like I need one more of those bottlings on my shelf. It's kind of like, you know, once you've got Truly and White Claw, how many more seltzer brands do you need to carry? Like there's a hundred of them out there, but at one point it just becomes uh, sort of redundant. But then we tasted this. This is their six-year barrel-proof, again, what they call Special Reserve. Now, I kind of got into this rabbit hole because I like to do research and I'd ask them, you know, like, hey, what's the mash bill? And they didn't quite know at first. And then they did a little digging and <clears throat> they told me it was 75 corn, 21 rye for barley. And then as I'm prepping to do this podcast, I do some research and they have a succession of these. Last year, they released a five year barrel proof. I'm assuming next year they're going to release a seven year and all the info I found on the five year was that the mash bill was like 55% corn and that sort of standard MGP mash bill. So then I'm like, Oh, what the hell is the mash bill? Like I'm getting conflicting. And then I realized like, who cares, you know? And I feel like as, especially the more, Sort of pretentious bourbon customers. I love the transparency. I like to know what's going on. But in the end, is it good? That's really all that matters. Does it matter if it's 68% corn or 75% corn or 50% corn? If it tastes good, it tastes good. If it costs an appropriate price point, uh, if the packaging, you know, packaging, product, price, those are the three really, really important components. So What I can tell you about this, this is six-year MGP, bottled at 110, and I'm going to preface this by saying, by no means am I going to say that this is Calumet, but if you've had that Calumet 15, you can think of this as a very sort of baby version of it. It's got a very similar nose to that Calumet 15. Not nearly as intense, not nearly as incredible, but it's on that same path. You can tell that, you know, this being six years, in another nine years, this might have blossomed into what that Calumet 15 was. It's got that same sort of toastiness, almost burnt caramel, that sort of orchard fruit, apples, here we go mm. yeah dark viscous toasty I it's a winner again it's Clyde May I'm not I'm not saying I don't like the brand it just doesn't I'm sort of indifferent to it But this bottling, this is a winner, you know, and when it comes in, it's going to be priced good. It really is a baby Calumet 15, you know, it's just, it's a younger, it feels like a younger version of that whiskey. It's got that same dark depth of flavor, toasty oakiness at 110. It's a good proof point. Where you can have a couple of glasses. it's gonna hit you a little bit harder than a you know, a 90 proofer, obviously. Um, but for a cask strength, which is you know, kind of how they're marketing it, to me, if it's cask strength and it's that low, you're actually getting kind of more intense flavors there. No, that is a winner without a doubt. And I could very easily see that, you know, if I had to do a, a top 20 so far, and quite honestly, it's been a, a thin, thin year, which I feel like that happens almost every year with, with Whiskey, and then all of a sudden in the back half of the year, new releases just start hammering at you, uh, and that top 20 list rounds out really, really quickly. This one is... This is an early contender for top 10. Dare I say... Maybe top five, depending on how the rest of the year pans out. But this is definitely an early contender for a top 10 whiskey of the year. By the way, at this point, uh, barrel spirits dovetail is right up there in the top one or two as it stands. And what this is, is this is McConnell's Irish whiskey, but sherry cask finish. Now, McConnell's is a brand that wasn't available in the U.S. till... A little over two years ago, right before the pandemic, I actually met with this same company, different people, but, you know, the same brands that they're representing, uh, and they pitched me on McConnell's. I loved the packaging, I loved the price, and I loved the product. Uh, 60% single malt Irish whiskey, 40% grain whiskey, and it just tasted like a great Irish whiskey for really, really short money with a very classic packaging um you know Corey and i talk all the time about like does this bottle look like what it's supposed to look like you know if it's a a whiskey from arkansas does that bottle look like something you'd find in a bar in arkansas you know or you know a virginia whiskey that looks like it should be in virginia this packaging looks like something that came out of ireland in the 1920s the script the color of the label you know, it's got a green label on the regular McConnells. The sherry finish has that sort of crimson maroon label, but the same script, the same shape bottle. And standing next to each other, they're going to look gorgeous. Uh, and they look like something you'd find on a 1920s, 1930s Irish bar. So sherry finish, Oloroso sherry, to be more specific. <sighs> mm. Mm-mm-mm. It's got all that nutty, raisiny, sherry flavor Underneath it, it's got that single malt kind of cereal notes um, Those sort of grainy white flour notes Yeah, this, for the price point, the packaging, and the product um, Is it good? Yes uh, is it worth the money without a doubt? does a bottle set a conversation on your bar. It, it absolutely does for a brand that hasn't been around for, you know, it's been around less than three years in the American market. There's still a lot of people who haven't seen it. So yeah, it's definitely gonna, it looks like, a like an apothecary bottle kind of, um, or what would they would call a pill bottle? I love the packaging again. it it, it just hasn't been around long enough where people have recognized it and they see it everywhere. And there's not a lot of stores that have taken a chance on this kind of tiny little Irish whiskey brand, but you know, I like good stuff and I like good stories. And so I brought it in knowing that maybe not everybody else would have it. This is fantastic. It's another, you know, We think of sherry whiskeys, you know, in scotch because there's so many what we call sherry bombs. Uh, It's nice to start to see some other spirits that are using sherry barrels to finish because it just adds so much, so much flavor. And my hope is that it inspires people to go out and buy a bottle of Oloroso sherry and try it on its own um, and kind of see what it's all about. All right. One more sip of this. Wow, mm, 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 mm. oh, amazing, oh, amazing. All right, we're gonna wrap it there for Tuesday Night Tastings again. McConnell's Irish Whiskey Sherry Finish and Clyde May's Special Reserve Six Year Cask Strength 110 Proof. Uh, neither one of them are in my store as of today, but by the second week of June, they will both be on the shelf. I don't know how much of the Clyde Mays we're going to have. I do know that the McConnell's is going to be an everyday release, although there's not a lot coming to mass. uh, I have been assured that I can have as much as I want. Uh, I don't really care what other stores get. So keep an eye out for both of these. Uh, Yeah, we'll wrap it from there. As always, thank you guys so much for for listening, for being here, for going on this journey with me, for indulging my, you know, my whatever it is that I'm, I'm doing here. And as always, if you like what I'm doing here, go to the podcast page, hit that follow button, give it a rating, share it out on your social media. Let your friends who are into this stuff know that there's something out there for them to listen to as well. Uh, follow on Facebook and Instagram. I'm posting things all the time. You guys know what it is that I'm listening to, drinking, watching, reading, all that stuff that's spiritual to me. Uh, you can also message me through both of those platforms. And if you've got a sample that you're curious about, you know, you you want to make it to a Tuesday night tasting. Uh, if there's something that I've tasted here that you'd like a taste of, if I've got extra you're over 21 and you're close by. I'll do everything I can to get you a sample. Or if you just want to come hang out here in the studio, geek out with me, drink some cool spirits, and we'll talk about music and books and movies and TV shows. Email me, thespiritsguide89 at gmail.com. Yeah, we'll be back on Friday with a full episode. We're talking about ladies and whiskey and ladies in the blues and just pairing up some some great whiskeys with some great blues albums. All right. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. I'll talk to you guys at the end of the week. Cheers. Yay!